Welcome everyone, it's time for the Three Drinks Minimum Podcast, the show where we drink three drinks before the end of the show and talk about those random things that just pop into your head at all hours. I'm Imperial Trooper, along with my co-host. Hello, beans and rice. And today we're talking about the paranormal. But first, let's start, as always, with uh, what we're drinking today. So I've got Jack and Coke, as usual, because that's my drink of choice. I am drinking uh, Pacifica once again, because I... I haven't gone and bought uh, any soda to like mix my drinks with, so. Alrighty. I have to suffer after <laughs> being hungover. Uh, I actually ate before today's podcast, so I won't be hammered as oh. bad as I was last time. <laughs> I got drunk last night for my birthday, and then I woke up and came here. Mm, actually, I need, go. I need to go grab it. So, I, I just want to know, but do you believe in the paranormal? Um, yes, I do, and I feel like I'm Hispanic, I'm Mexican, and part Salvadoran. I feel like we it's instilled in us as children that paranormal is real. One way or another, if you're Hispanic, your parents tell you these stories, they're either trying to scare you or whatever, but I they, I feel like a, almost all, if not all, Hispanic individuals are taught to believe in the paranormal as kids. What about you? Yeah, I, I mean, I do. I was also raised in a Hispanic household. Um, no way. So I, I completely agree with you on that. It is very much a part of that culture. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I had run-ins that have made me believe even more so um so yeah I, I definitely believe in the paranormal for sure so, i mean it's, um with with that what what experiences have you had if any with paranormal stuff um i've had a couple um i wouldn't say can i say this i have had experiences with family members back in my old house 100% feel like my house the house that I grew up in 100% haunted um they that I, I remember one time when we first moved there the first day we were in there it was a windy day terrible it was it was dark of course it was I think we moved in during winter time um and we were watching we were watching TV and we wanted to watch a movie but we had we had just moved in there so all of our stuff was in the storage shed behind us um, in the back of the house so we went back there to grab uh, the movies and the DVD player I know no one has those nowadays but um, I think they're still they're still pretty new back back this was 20 was it 2005 actually um, we went to the back shed. We started looking. It was dark. There's no light back there. Remember, this scared my sister and I because I, I was able to confirm that she saw the same thing. Um, we're just hanging out, looking for the DVD player, and then a bag which was tied together, a black bag, those giant black uh, trash bags, decided to untie itself. It started to untie. We had, no one was there, it was just my sister and I. It started to untie itself and it started to open. 
being kids, I'm not staying there to see what's in the bag. Um, so we booked it. We booked it inside the house. We left that bag in there. We told our parents. I said, oh, you're just seeing things. You're fine. And then immediately after that, there's a window behind us. And it was it had paper over it because we didn't have curtains. And I know where you still just see, see something. I hit it three or four times. Um, and that was the first experience that I had in that new house. But I have I've had a couple times where I've seen things move um, at late at night. Or I have sleep paralysis as well. So I've, I've had times where I see people walking around me at night. Um, or something has, is, is, is on top of me and I just see a... a black face and it's it's not good when you have sleep paralysis and you believe in ghosts I'll tell you that much yeah I, I i get that that's uh i had a no i wasn't with family but i was in i was in a house right before i graduated high school um where i was in the living room and mm -hmm. i got it i don't remember what i got up to get but i walked maybe two steps and then I felt this really cold spot and almost like something walked past me. You know, when you, you can feel somebody walk past mm -hmm. you, I felt that. And then I got this humongously pungent whiff of perfume and not like something my mother or my sisters would have been wearing. It was like, it's going to sound old lady perfume. Like it was flowery and just thick. Okay. And then that smell moved across the house like i smelt it faintly as it kind of walked into the kitchen which is where i was gonna go right so i didn't follow it but yeah that's that was probably the most prevalent one that i've had i mean i've had things where i see something in the corner of my eye or i'll, I'll hear stuff but mm -hmm. i think the one that was the most prevalent was was that one i mean i had a couple while i was in japan but um Oh, I'm I'm not messing with other culture ghosts. Uh, I'm cool with my 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 Mexican joke, my Mexican ghosts, Spanish ghosts, cool, but other cultured ghosts, I'm good. I know nothing about them. Yeah, these guys, obviously, as kids, they tell my parents told us, don't go out at night, don't 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 be by the river at night. So I know how to avoid those Hispanic. Legends, those, uh, uh, all the paranormal. Cause I know not where I know where to be at night. It's just my house. <laughs> as long as my house isn't haunted, uh, I can stay away from the paranormal by not going outside. Mm -hmm. What was I can't remember the name of it, but what was the one that? It's a female spirit, and it goes after kids. Uh oh, that is La Llorona. That's, That's right. the weeping yep. woman. Mm-hmm. The whaler could be either yeah. either one. The whaler, weapon woman, but yes, she's the one that goes after uh, children. And that one was the most. I'd say that's the most prevalent one that my parents pushed down our throats. Was La Llorona. La Llorona was one of them. Uh, Latisigua, which was was another woman, uh, ghost, and El Cucuy. Well, I'd say the top three ones that my parents. Uh, Gave on us. Do you have any? Do you have any notes on the Yorona? Do you look her up? Or? I didn't know. I I actually went with a lot of stuff uh, from the Appalachian, just because that's stuff that interests oh, okay. me. But also, I, I have yeah. some stuff from 
when I was in Okinawa. So, um, I guess we can go off of that. What? So, have you ever been to any haunted places? Or do you I have. Okay. Um, uh, so I used to live in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Which yeah. is one of the most haunted places in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, and they have all the you have, you have tours. You can go to houses and go see haunted houses, paranormal, whatever you may call it. <laughs> yes, I've been there. Um, I've never been to Mexico, so I've never been to like haunted areas down there, and I don't want to. But <laughs> Uh, I'm good to just stay here in the United States with my with my Caucasian ghosts, <laughs> um, but I'd say the down down Savannah where was 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 pretty cool to check out because they have they they explain so much to you while you're there the tours and everything, and obviously you don't really see any. I want to say I mean you're with a huge group of people, so um, whether you believe in paranormal or not. I was the ghost. I wouldn't mess with someone that was in a huge group, you know. Um, I, I feel like it would be it, it's it's more personal when you're alone, or it's that's when it's scarier. When you're with a huge group, if you hear something, you're just like, eh, all right, there's something there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's it. I think I don't think I've and I've been to like houses in the area. I used to break in. I used to break. Don't. This is, I used to break into some houses, not, that were abandoned, all right? They were yeah. abandoned. Yeah. But I used to break into them, um, just for fun. And I had a couple times where you've heard some voices, or you heard something, you heard some rustling when no one was there. Um, and you booked it. I, 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 I'm the kind of person that I don't let things just go. Like, if I hear something, I'm out. I don't, I don't, gotta, I'm not waiting until I see something. <laughs> You're not like in those horror movies where like, what was that? What was that sound? I'm gonna go check it out. Nope, fuck that shit. Yeah. I'm out of here. Nope. Uh uh. Let me, I'll be right back. Let me go check this out by myself. <laughs> um, it sounded like a, a evil, demonic pl uh, plagues going on back there. There's some roars going on. You guys stay here. I'll be right back. I have no weapons, mm -hmm. no nope. flashlight, but just just be <laughs> straight to death. That's mm -hmm. that's 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 where that leads you. I'm not I'm not that. No. I go yeah. straight home. No, so the most haunted place I've been would be the island of Okinawa, which is actually one of the most haunted places in Asia. Really? Yeah. So I was working. So the building I worked in, mm -hmm. you had two cipher, uh, cipher lock doors. And explain what that is. So cipher locks are the little number pad things that you have to okay. The mechanical yeah. numbers that you got to push before the door unlocks. So mm -hmm. you had two of those, and then I had cameras that looked outside the the doors because it's a secured area. So I have to know who's coming in and out and, and stuff like that. And right. um, I was working a weekend shift on mids, which at the time the way those shift works is you are on twelves by yourself. Mm -hmm. So I was working mids by myself for twelve hours, and. I'm sitting there. I have a TV. I'm watching some movie or TV show or something while I'm just sitting there watching the radios. And yeah. that door, so there's, there's all, it's not pressurized, but because of the, the seals on the doors, if you would open the one, it would slam shut. So it's like audible inside. And there's a motion sensor light outside that door as well. 
Well, that light came on, and I heard that door slam. So, intent, you know, instinctively, I looked at the camera. Nothing on the camera. I heard footsteps, everything. But that second door, which is the one that would have opened straight to me, <laughs> I, I looked at and waited. I looked at the camera, didn't see anything. Nothing happened. So, like, okay, that was weird. Whatever. Well, then I hear footsteps in the room I'm in, but on, like right. on the far wall in front of me, because there's a couple rows of computers in front of me and i hear those steps so i got up walked around the room and i was like who the hell is in here nobody was in that room with me and that happened twice that night where that that door slammed footsteps mm -hmm. and that camera kicked up with the motion sensor light so like being in okinawa there i saw things constantly um whether they were shadows or I'd see an image out of the Cormai and turn and it'd be gone, or the footsteps thing at work. Right. That island was just c covered with paranormal stuff. I wasn't the only one who went, who uh, witnessed it either. Other people at work, they're like, yeah, I've heard it, or, you know, I've seen so this and that here and this part of the, the base or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that place is uh, just ripe with paranormal stuff going on. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. I feel like... A lot of places that have a military presence, presence are haunted. Yeah. Um, just because, like, do you either something's attached to these guys, or obviously, because we're it's because of the military, there's there's death. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can't you can't avoid it. Um, and it's just it's it's it follows and it it just stays. Um, I know of a uh, of a a story that happened in two thousand and nine. Um. Which was at an observation post in Afghanistan. Okay. And uh, um, it was uh, it was just a small observation post. There's nothing there. There's remnants of like Russian uh, like uh, troop carriers because Russia tried to invade years ago, or the USSR. Um, and these guys would wake up in the middle of the night and just be bombarded with gunfire um they had no idea who it was they just as soon as they would like they'd be sleeping and then be bombarded with gunfire with mortar strikes with just they, they were just overwhelmed by this stuff and it would happen every single night they'd get bombarded but they could not leave until they were replaced and every single day they woke up they feel like something was they it, it got to daytime but they didn't wake up they'd be awake until daytime no evidence of any gunfire no evidence of, of motor strikes nothing was there Every, like when they left they, they they were so happy to leave and the, the the guys that replaced them had the same story of, of being bombarded with gunfire motor strikes everything um and in the morning when uh when they cleared up there was nothing no sign of any dead bodies or dead people no 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 the only the only gunfire that was given was 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 theirs they were the ones that were shooting back nothing there it was just like a remnants of a old battle Jeez. that they that they heard every day and it's it, it scared the crap out of them you can uh, i think it's called uh yeah if you look it up i think it's called observation post rock hmm. um it's. I saw it. Oh, I forgot what it was. 
I saw this about two years ago. Um, I was still in the military at that time, and that scared the crap out of me. I was like, I don't, I'm good. I, I, I don't want to be deployed and go to some random place that has remnants of an old battle, old war that I didn't fight in, and then I'm still gonna be haunted by it. Yeah. I don't. I'm good. Like I said, I'm. So you. I'm stick with my Caucasians. <laughs> so you mentioned, you know, all your your Mexican myths and and Mexicanness myths. I said Mexican myths <laughs> and uh, superstitions. Like, or do you have some some superstitions that you grew up with that you still believe in? Um. Like stuff that Believe. you've taught your kids, like, hey, you don't do this, or, you know, this is just day to day oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, day to day stuff. Uh, my kids aren't old enough yet, but yeah, no. Because um, of the stories my parents told me, yeah, I, I will definitely be teaching them stuff. Not that, like, not that I 100% believe it's real. Like, on some of them, I just don't. Like, uh, there is a legend called uh, La Mano Pel Peluda, um, and basically it's just it's 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 a mix between like the werewolf, like the Candyman, um, and it's weird. So it's called La Mano Peluda, which is the hairy hand, which is why it's say it's uh, it's part of a uh, werewolf type thing. Okay. Um, but the legend is that uh, it would it. it your parents would tell you to stay put in your bed, to, that you go to sleep. When you're in bed, you go to bed. Um, they don't want you walking around. And this one I feel like is more like just to scare them to stay in bed. That's this one. This one I feel like this is it's not a let. It's not. It's more like I said, myth. Uh, but the the legend is that the hand was the only remaining part. Uh, of a man who was killed during the Spanish Inquisition. All he has is just hand, nothing past that. All right, um, and the, he's, he's the the thing is he sought revenge for his death by haunting children, um, and he would steal them from their bed when they stood up in the middle of the night, um, and take them to who knows where, just gone. And I just remember as a kid, obviously a lot of us have like. We don't like our, our foot being over the edge, right? That's that's feel like that's everybody. Yeah. Um, but the reason that I don't like it is because I feel like the mano peluda, and it's, I know, but it's, <laughs> this one I know it's not real. Obviously, I've had slept days with my leg out, but I'm an adult now. But as a kid, I didn't. My foot was in the bed. I never stood up. But I'm gonna tell them that just so that they can like stay in bed. This one right here is like. I just don't want them to get out of bed. But stuff like La Llorona. La Llorona or uh, another one is uh, La Tisguy. Tis I can't even say it now. <laughs> I'm still having remnants from last night. But oh. the La Llorona. We all know La Llorona. That's the weeping woman or the whaler. Um, I, we live, I live by a river. It's a... It's a a river that is very is it's, it looks very calm up top but it's got undercurrents so a lot of people die there unfortunately um so one it's already it's already plagued with death so a lot just 
people just die there all the time every year um so it's already yeah it's already it's already plagued with dead this death it's not good but then i believe in la llorona as well and her i don't care what you tell me what anyone says i do believe in a woman not not specifically that 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 takes your children but i do believe there's spirits there that that uh aren't, aren't gonna do some good to you and like you're not one of the one of the ones that we were taught which she's been around for like it's like prehistoric era um but uh i know the most recognized story from her is from like colonial times mm -hmm. if i remember correctly um which means she's she's the the, the legend is she's a beautiful woman who uh like ran from her town to live like forbidden uh like love story with her husband and then stuff and um she uh, she ends up having three kids with this man um and uh one day uh he just ran off he left her behind uh with the kids um and just gone he's just gone he wanted he didn't want that life anymore he wanted to find another life another woman whatever it may be he took off um and then one night as she was looking for her love her husband um she came around uh she came upon a a, a party uh, i believe it was like an, his engagement party um and she ran home she she saw him it was for him she saw him with another woman um and she went she ran home she went uh, uh she went home and that's where it varies some 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 have it where she unalived her kids um or and she lost and or or there's some stories where she just she died herself and her kids lived but she still she died she she's grieving her kids because she lost them um and i don't uh, that one i believe in i i don't go near these rivers it's 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 creepy um I'm gonna tell that to my kids. Uh, they don't. They should not go around any rivers at night. Well, that's yeah, that's fair. So see, I this is a belief I've had for a long time. Is like people. There's people who don't believe in the supernatural. That's completely up to each individual. But mm -hmm. in my mind, it's there to every myth, superstition, legend, whatever you want to call it. There is a basis in fact. Something had to have created that story mm -hmm. in the beginning that was based on an actual event. So whether or not it's been blown out of proportion because of word of mouth or it's been mistranslated, I still think that there is some basis in every legend that's out there, whether it be Mothman, you know, stuff like that in Appalachian Friggin Mountains. Mothman. I hope you have Mothman. Down. I've got Mothman I've got down. Mothman down for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Like if you if you're looking at the United States for superstitions, the Appalachian Mountains is just teeming with it. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and actually, when I was... say old like Native American legends are yes scary mm -hmm. and they're prevalent they are there's a lot of them yes. in the Appalachian Mountains and actually doing research for this episode I found that some of the superstitions in the Appalachian Mountains I didn't know were from there but I've grown up with them so I don't know if it's just because of people I've met or you know people moving across the United States 
but like one of the ones and i've done this at least since i've been in the military i don't know if i can i don't remember if i did it before i was in the military or not but if it's you never close a knife you didn't open so like if i were to hand you a knife and i had opened it for you and handed it to you and you handed it back to me but you'd closed it that's bad luck on you okay so like anytime i'm handed a knife i don't close it if it was open and I don't, I don't remember when that started, but I know it's something. I did. Yeah. But that's that's something that came from folklore in the mountains there in Appalachia. Um, and then what, what, what? Why did did you like research? I didn't research why the why, no. But it's it says you'll have bad luck for seven years. I don't know what the <laughs> the connotation behind it is. But like I said, mm -hmm. I I've done that, and I didn't know that was from that region. Um, yeah, myths, 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 legends. All this travels. I mean, there's some cultures that are across the country uh, from each other, or or even on different uh, continents that share similarities when it comes to uh, myths and stuff. So it's either, like you said, either it's real and it just it has a base somewhere in the beginning, and somehow they they share that, or uh, people like to share stories. Of course, mm -hmm. uh, that's the one thing with myths, legends is they're they're meant to be told. That's they they want to be shared. Yep. So did I know I did this growing up? Uh, this and I I couldn't find anything on this one. Um, but whenever I went through a a tunnel, I held my breath and I picked yep. my feet up off the ground too. If I, I mean, when I was younger, because I obviously wasn't driving, but we'd hold our breath and we'd make sure our feet weren't on the floor. And I don't ever remember being told it. It was just one of those, I don't know if us kids just did it to do it or if we'd heard it from somewhere. I don't know. But, I remember doing that. Yeah. I remember doing that. Um, I think it, it, I did that until obviously became, I was the one driving. Oh, yeah, because I can't, um, can't take my feet <laughs> off the floor. I gotta... yeah. like when I started driving, I started doing that. Um, but yeah, I remember doing that as a kid. Um, I don't know why either. I don't know why. Um, but it's like uh, it's like we were saying earlier. Like these things just pass. Mm -hmm. Like I, I never lived anywhere near you do, where you did. I lived in California my whole life. Um, you've been well, who I mean, knows where. I lived. I lived in Oregon for a long time, Idaho and Georgia for a little bit. But I mean, so it's still the West Coast for the most part of my life. But and that's where I grew up. So that might just be, I don't know if that's a regional thing or uh, not, but I know that, and some of the, I kind of drew some of that from the, the stuff in the Appalachians is that it's broken up into two different things. It's one where you hold your breath when you pass a cemetery or you'll be next to die. And this one apparently only applies to, well, in the time that it was written, it would have only applied to women. But if you you hold your feet up when you're crossing a railroad track, or you'll lose your boyfriend. So I don't know how. Well, I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair. I lost him. That's what it was. <laughs> I didn't do it, and I lost him. I never had Darn him. Cause I lost him because I didn't lift my feet up. That explains everything. Some 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 superstitions. I'd say I'm like, where did this come from? Yeah. Like the the holding your breath. When you pass a cemetery, that one can easily be disproven. Like I have not, I have never held my breath around and, a cemetery. And you're still alive. And I'm still the next one. When you know, yeah, eventually I'll die. But that, <laughs> that that one right, like that one right there, is very easily. Um, have you have you ever believed in the breaking a mirror superstition? 
You get seven years bad luck if you break a mirror. Um, that one, no, I I actually don't believe in that one. Um, that one, I feel like it's just who, as an adult, who hasn't broken a mirror? Yeah, and the other thing is, how do you how do you determine that? You know, you have bad luck for seven years because seven years is a long time to look at what is considered luck. Like maybe you just have a bad day one day where everything goes wrong, but that's not it's yeah. not a consistent thing, you know. And luck is I think luck is based on perception. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree on that. Um there's also another one which is the walking under an open ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, which is bad luck. You're not but supposed right to now, turn around, you're supposed to just walk backwards. Which I'm sure I've walked under a ladder many a times and gone, Oh well shit, that happened. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I used to be on the field. I I used to be so I worked for a solar company. Mm-hmm. And we had ladders up all the time because obviously your solar's on the roof, right? Yeah. So it would have open ladders, and I'd just be like, I don't want to walk around it. Uh, I'd just walk by through it and walk. I'll do it a couple times. And uh, either, either my bad luck is is, is, is coming or it's, or it's not coming. You know? I've, I, have, I have now... I'm living my best life right now. Yeah, I got my got got a good job, got my family. So, I, I after all those times that I walked over that ladder, I I don't have any bad legs. So, right. who knows though? Don't don't take my advice for it, because next thing you know, you're gonna be walking underneath the ladder. <laughs> and you're gonna have the worst luck ever. You know. <laughs> well, then, like the black cat one. I own a black cat, and he crosses my path all the time. Yeah, but I feel like that one could be. Could be different, like uh, yeah. Your cat is different. Your pet is different because oh, okay. you're in a home. Yeah, that's fair. When that's you're fair. out, when you're out and about, and 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 walking down a trail or anything like that, and a black cat passes, crosses your path. That one could be considered bad luck. But you said it's all it, it, it's it's all different. There, uh, you say it's luck is all about perception. Mm-hmm. Um. Have you ever heard the term, and this again comes from back east, but look at the trees, not in the trees, because if you look... Oh yeah, because then you'll find something staring back at you? Yep. I, I, hey, I I kind of, I'm with that actually. I believe that one. There's a couple places in Oregon um, that there are definitely places, like there's a cemetery deep in the woods, like it's just way out there, and it's been... Um, I wouldn't say abandoned, but it's been neglected for a long time. That place is pretty creepy, um, and I definitely wouldn't look in the trees there. Because again, I I believe there's stuff out there. Like I believe that yeah. there are things that are not human, that are natural parts of the world that we don't understand. But I don't go out seeking them, not because I fear them, but because I don't want to invoke any negative energy on myself that i just you know don't need to be messing with that stuff can no, exist and i can not mess with it we'll all live we'll coexist together it's fine all right all right i have one thing hmm. i know your wife is typing in our chat i see that and it's funny because we could 100 percent add her here she sits right next to you and she does she does she could want to be part of it. She, she's got some different points of views and stuff about about every time that we streamed, um, had this podcast. She always is like, well, actually, I think this. I think it'd be 
great to have her on here. I think it would be fun. I think we'd have if we did a reptile episode, she a hundred percent would have to be a guest. But we can just replace you with her. That's but, fine. Yeah, uh, she can just, step in. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I I agree. I I the woods, the mountains. There is a so much open land that I feel like they were can't not be something there. Yeah, like someone has to be out there. Absolutely. Um, is it? Is it you know, uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot? Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. But I feel like there's something out there. There's so many uh, stories of of people finding things out there. Um, there's there's just it's just vast nothingness. It's just emptiness. It's, obviously there's trees, there's forests, but there's no human. There's times where you're in the middle of nowhere and there's in the in, in, in the mountains and there's no human for miles. Nothing. And I feel like there's gotta be something there. You've had I mean I'm sure you've had times where you've gone hiking and you feel like something's watching you. Oh yeah. Look around and there's nobody. But you just the the the, the hairs on the back of your neck just stand up. Um and you're just uneasy until you get to a certain point where you're like, Okay, uh, I feel good now. I, I I'm two miles down the, the trail. I feel like I'm fine. But for that, in that area, that specific area, I feel like someone's watching me. Something and, and Have you ever had, be, during those times, have you ever had it where everything goes silent? There's no birds. There's no rustling. It's just that's dead the silence. Part. Yeah, exactly, that's yeah. the creepiest part. There's no rustling. There's no, because a lot of places, if there's, if there's, if there's no like birds and stuff in the area, you at least hear like wind rustling leaves or or anything like that. But you no, know, I've had times where it's just been nothing. Just eerily quiet. You you feel like yeah, there's something and feel empty. And yeah, Toffee when... brings up a good point. We haven't even touched the whole knock on wood thing. Oh yeah, I do it all the time. Which um. I believe it's twice. It's yeah. knock on wood yep. twice. Mm-hmm. Um, you knock on wood twice to reverse bad luck, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's not. It's not inherently good luck. It's to to reverse bad luck. Yeah. So it's knocking on wood is said in order to avoid bad luck, either when you mention good luck that you have had in the past, or when you mention hopes you have for the future. So, like saying, you know, oh, I hope this interview goes well knock on wood, you know, you're, you're trying to counteract any bad luck you would have. Yeah. The thing is, I think that one comes from people knocking on trees. Mm. Because in certain cultures, they believe that gods lived in trees. So what you're doing is you're knocking on wood twice because you're wanting to ask the gods for a favor. So you mentioned that I looked it up real quick. Um, but many speculate it comes from rituals in early times when trees were considered sacred spirits, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, others believe that it originated in Ireland. Uh, to knock on wood was to alert leprechauns that you were asking or thanking them for giving you good luck. So depending on what culture you look at, it has a slight different, slightly different connotation. Yeah. But it's still I'm sure like Christians. Okay, 
Christ died on the cross made of wood. It could be all of that, but I feel like it's yeah, it's 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 spiritual though. Or well now like we've made it so it's just any wood. You know? mm-hmm. Like I have a wooden wooden top here. But back then I heard yeah, it's trees. Trees, yeah. Well that's the thing. A lot of a lot of early cultures, nature was very much a part of the spiritual world. So Yeah. A lot of those things come from nature and your your interactions with it. Okay, I can see that one. Um, nowadays, should we hardly go out to nature. That's why it's transformed to knocking on any kind of wood you got. Mm-hmm. Particle any. board, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the freaking, the freaking, yeah, particle wood. I mean, cardboard stacked together. That's technically wood. Yes, that's true. Uh, there's also the one, the, the salt, spilled salt over the shoulder. Yep. Um, I know that one. Um, and it's it's shown on the uh Encanto. Have you seen Encanto, the Disney uh movie? Yep. Um while he is who is it? Uh Bruno. Bruno, yeah. Bruno's behind, he's running away from Mirabelle and he's he says knock he did knock on wood one. Knocks on wood. Yep. And then he throws salt over his shoulder. And then he throws sugar as well. Yeah. I never heard the sugar one. I, I haven't um, heard that one either. But I saw him toss and uh salt over his shoulder. Um, the sugar, the, the salt one, I believe it's because it was. I, I don't, I don't know that one, uh, but I know it's supposed to be like evil spirits. Yeah, you threw it over your shoulder. The, so the salt one, hold on, because I know the salt, salt one was brought up when I was looking through the Appalachian ones. Yeah. Um, I gotta find it again. Yeah, still sugar. That I don't know the sugar one. So and if Toffee's you mentioned the sugar as well, if you spill salt, you're supposed to throw a pinch over your left shoulder so you don't have bad luck. The sugar one I just looked over. In some cultures, it's believed sugar will attract good spirits and good vibes. Huh. But you don't throw okay, it over happens. your shoulder. Um, I guess you're just supposed to throw it. Okay, so in the movie, it doesn't show him throwing it over his shoulder. Yeah. The so, one yeah. that it does show it shows the salt. Yep. And he's just sugar, and throws it. Yeah. Um, so okay, it makes sense. So he's he's trying to keep away bad luck and then bring good spirits and good vibes. So he's he's doing yeah. two to to get the same same thing. It's the same result, man. Yeah. <laughs> Working too hard, Bruno. <laughs> yeah, stop talking about Bruno. Cause okay. we don't get Disney's gonna be sending us a cease and desist. <laughs> um. So. Outside of your personal experiences, do you have any family stories that have dealt with the paranormal? So like um, family members that have told you stuff that they yeah they dealt with. My, so my all the stories I know have been come. I come from my father, and my mother. Hmm. They're both. My mother's Mexican. My father's Salvadorian. So they are rooted. Their cultures are rooted at with with paranormal and, uh, and superstitions, so they have told me uh, a bunch of stories. Of course, um, growing up, because um, they all grew, they grew up out there in the middle of nowhere. They weren't they weren't from popular cities like uh, Mexico City, the capital, or anything like that. They were all from small cities, little villages of uh, per se villages. Um, and yeah, I never. Um, my father used to set us down, and um, uh, at the, at this moment, unfortunately, I don't remember any of them. Um, 
But I remember he used to tell stories of well, one of them was of a, a he used to tell us of one of the people in his villages. Um, he was uh, to make it short, there was this creature that used to appear in the middle of the night and 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 just um, would unalive people, hmm. people that were people that were um, evil, inherently evil, were were, were criminals. Were, were, were there just to cause harm to the community. Um, but the whole community was scared of, of, of this creature because um, obviously it doesn't matter if I'm not a criminal or not, if I know that there's something out there killing people. Or I'm, I'm going to be terrified. You know? Um, he says, he was, he was a kid at the time, and he says that he, uh, he, he remembers hearing about it. He remembers hearing it from outside his, his 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 room he would hear it um he said it was he described it as a wolf a large black wolf um and um he says that it turns out so this that he went for years which is this thing would cause havoc to people um and one day they got tired of it and just people from the village just found it and unalive the creature and that it turns out that the creature at, in the morning time turned into a a a woman turned into a a the, the wife of one of the uh bakers of the town it turned out that she was the one that was turning into this creature to do all this havoc now do I know this is 100% factual i've never been i've never been there you know but he swears that this happened that he was there he remembers it and he remembers it so it's ingrained in his brain but i don't know i i like i said i've only lived in california so i've never i've never dealt with any uh mexican or hispanic myths um and legends so until until i go down there and check it out for myself which will be no time soon. <laughs> um, it's just it's just something that my dad told me. So I've got a, I've got a couple from my wife's side of the family. Um, so my mother-in-law had a brother who would be in his room by himself, and he would talk to his uncle. Now this uncle he had never met, he had never seen yeah. him because he passed away before his birth. But he'd have full-on conversations with him upstairs by himself. He'd point him out in pictures, not knowing who he was, and go, yeah, that's him. So my mother-in-law 100% believes in, in stuff like that. Um, another one that my wife told me was that her grandfather uh, had heard rustling in the attic. And so thinking it was some wild animal, he grabbed his shotgun, you know, went upstairs into the attic and looked around, didn't find anything, didn't find the animals, didn't find anything, moved around, did his search, like, okay, there's nothing fucking up here, must be hearing things, walks back down from the attic, and on the steps, his shotgun shells, his extra ones, are lined up in a row, where they hadn't been before. Jeez. So, uh, you know, that, my mother-in-law comes from the East Coast, She's from New York, so 
I think she definitely believes in a lot of that stuff. And of course, moving to the West Coast, she brought some of that belief with her. But uh, those stories are something else. But um, one place that I, I know my sister-in-law wants to visit, and I, I would never do this because mental hospitals scare the absolute bejeebies out of me, um, is the Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Kentucky. That place is said to be extremely haunted. Um, over 50,000 people have died there at Waverly Hills. Um, it was primarily for tuberculosis tuberculosis, tuberculosis. patients. Yeah, patients. Um, but that place, my sister-in-law wants to visit, and I think she's nuts for it. Like, would you go stay in a in a haunted place overnight? No. <laughs> no. No amount of money. No amount of money can make me want to do that. Uh, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying your sister's an idiot. <laughs> um, but uh, no. Um, I know you just spoke of uh, a, a place. So you just spoke about a place with a ton of. A lot of people died. Right? Wait, yeah, tuberculosis. Wait, yeah, Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. That is when it comes to like places like that. Um, or like, or, or or if it's if it's ho old hospitals where you know that they did some sketchy shit, mm -hmm. or um, old like a uh, an insane asylum or or any homes for the for the ill, whatever they called them back in the day. Criminally insane. De those definitely are plagued with something. Absolutely. <laughs> those those places had so many people die. Because of the mistreatment of like, of of doctors, nurses, staff, mm -hmm. each other, you crammed so many people, um, into a into a building and just mistreated. There's there's gotta be something going on there. That, I don't I don't. And that's the thing that I believe is that if there's extreme suffering in a place, I think that opens up more of a doorway between worlds than than any other incidents like a, yeah. an accident you might depending on you know how the accident happened but a place like a hospital or an insane asylum or a battlefield where there was immense suffering pain uh, fear stuff like that I think that's what leaves that doorway open yeah it attaches to it attaches mm -hmm. to it and the same with objects there are some some objects that might carry that negative energy as well. And like me, me being more of a outside of the box of normal religion, I believe that spirits and, and nature have a big part of that world. And I, I do think that there are definitely doorways that are open during certain times of the year or during yeah. certain traumatic events, um, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, in our chat, uh, I, I, I saw see the Ouija boards. America's, I don't mess nope, with those bad boys. I don't mess with those either. I like I said earlier, if I I believe in that kind of stuff, and I believe that there are doorways and there are ways of doing it, I do not mess with them. I don't poke at that barrier because I don't know what's on the other side. I don't know the intent of what's on the other side. I do not want to give them power over over me in any way. I respect them. And it's in the same way as, like, venomous snakes. 
they're cool to look at. You know, they're beautiful things. I respect them. I'm not going to fuck with them. I know yep. they're there. Like, that's that's how I feel yeah. when it comes to Ouija boards or seances and stuff like that. Yeah, no. Uh, um, I don't mess with anything like that. Anything that involves anything like that. Fortune telling, I don't mess with that. Nope. Um, I remember um, my my wife's friend, um, we were hanging out, and she was like, let me let me tell you your future. Let me read your palm. And I was like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care if it's just reading my future. There's... There's something there that is not what I want. It's a, I don't know if it's inherently bad or not, but I don't want any part of it. Ouija boards, I feel like some people are able to, to they are they they're well versed in it. There's I feel like there's so much that can go wrong. They they say instructions on obviously they have instructions like um, don't don't like say goodbye or like stuff like that. I don't know what it is. Um, I have, since I was a child, have never wanted to ever be around a Ouija board. I have friends that have Ouija boards tattooed on them, and I'm mm. like, why? Nope. Why do you want that? It's on their back. I'm like, mm-hmm. you want? <laughs> well, and that that's something that uh, one of our chatters here is talking about is like making mistakes and they are seeing like they're going out for walks at night, which you and I have already talked about mm-hmm. going out at night. Nope. Not unless I absolutely have to. Like I, I don't go for walks out at night in, in the woods or you know, like you near rivers or stuff like that mm-hmm. because there is those, those beliefs that that boundary is, is weaker in those spots or those times yeah. that veil is a uh, thinner. So yeah, I, I don't mess with that kind of stuff. Not I because I'm afraid of it, but because I respect it. Yeah, there's also, I believe it's called the Spirit Hour or something like mm-hmm. that, um, where they say spirits are, are able to to come to our world. That's when, like, the gates are open. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I believe in that at all, um, okay, it's the Devil Hour is what it, what, what America's first said. Well, I've got the Witching Hour, but I think we're referring okay. to the same thing. It's hours after midnight. Yeah, so yep. my sister, my sister was young. My sister was born two thousand. Um, I remember she was like eight years old, and she refused to. She could not fall asleep until after that. She refused to go to bed until after that. She would. She said, "I can't do it." She said, "If I fall asleep before that, and this is like an eight-year-old, um, I, I can't. I can't." She would sleep in the morning instead. She could not sleep. During that time, because she was like, I, "It's, I, it's, that spirits are wonder, wonder wandering. I have to fall asleep after that because I'm afraid that they're gonna get me." And I was like, "I never." She was, yeah, she was young. She's eight, eight or ten. No one, she should not have any knowledge of that anywhere at all. Um, and she did. So I was like, "All right, um, I'm not gonna go out during those times. I don't care." Like, people do like these like videos, like, "Oh." I'm gonna. I called McDonald's at 3 a.m. and you've seen those stupid videos mm-hmm. on, on. And those are those are stupid. Those are I, those are absolutely dumb. Um, but I do believe if you go out there at certain times of the day, at night, sorry, there is there is more. It's more prevalent. And more spirits are more prevalent. More more open to attaching themselves. And and I don't need anything attached to me. And I think I think the biggest part of our 
like I like horror movies. I do. Uh-huh. I like thrillers, stuff like that. But you get people who I think these are the ones that get the worst of it. Right. You get people who don't respect those those cultures or those beliefs or those uh, superstitions and they go, oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's not real. We're going to go out at whatever time. We're going to go you know, poke the bear, basically. And then those people end up being, they either disappear or right. they see something that they they didn't think was real and now they're they're terrified and potentially pushed to the, the limits of their, their psyche. Yeah. And it's people like that, you know, it, it's like, hey, you you asked for it. You pushed that envelope and you went out there with no respect for what you were dealing with and it showed you what it's capable of. Yeah. And that's that's, that's the thing. You have to, like I said earlier, every myth superstition has some basis in fact. And you have to realize that people believe things for a reason, whether or not they're outdated or, you know, because of technology they've become less prevalent. They still had some sort of basis, and there's it's not just them telling stories around the campfire. It's something that was a legitimate concern, a legitimate belief of those people that caused them to live that way. Now, again, yeah. it, it could have been a misconception of seeing an animal or a, a natural mm-hmm. phenomenon. But again, you can't discredit some of it because there are some things that we as humans do not understand. I agree. Um, this, that just remind me of I don't know why of um, Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we talked about it before. Um, and that place scares me. The, I feel like it's it's if you're from California, it's well known that Mount Shasta involves so many people disappearing without a trace. They just you're hanging out with their friends, their family. Someone turns their back and that person is just gone, never to be found again. Isn't that is that northern? Yeah, northern. Yeah, it's in Redding. Yep, Yep. California. Mm -hmm. Almost, almost in a. Yeah, it's it's right that northern, uh, California, southern Oregon kind of. Because growing (laughs) up in Oregon, I heard about Mount Shasta all the time. Um, so yeah, it's it's right in that that region. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the Pacific Northwest. Um, you know, of course you've got Sasquatch, Bigfoot, yeah. whatever you want to call him, which he, he exists in the eastern part of the country as well. You know, in the Appalachian Mountains they've got Sasquatch. So like that's that's another one that's lived through time and people believe is out there. And again, we don't it might be something we don't understand. It might be something that's that's out in the forest of places we don't go. Um, yeah. He's in Asia, too. Yeah, Toffee brings up a good point. Sasquatch, but I think he's called Yeti in Asia, isn't he? I don't know. Why don't you bring him on here? Yeah, he, he's called Yeti in, in Asia. So it's still the same creature, just a different name. But, like, it's worldwide. So, like, there's there's definitely stuff that we don't understand. And as much as I would like to to know what those things are, I don't have the the arrogance to push that envelope yeah like i would love to go to mount shasta and see like hey is is there a feeling of 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 
can I say? Like, if, do you feel cold there? Is there, is there, like, do you feel like there's impending doom? Like, what's going on there? Do, do you just not notice anything? Yeah. Um, do, are these, like, are these people just disappearing because they wanted to leave their life behind and they're taking off? Um, and it just happens that it became a poor, uh, like, people started hearing your stories. So they're like, oh, that's a great place to, to go if I want to disappear, leave my family behind leave my job behind my worries whatever and start a new life somewhere else i don't know um and i would love to go there and and experience it but i'm also terrified and i don't want like i don't want to risk it yeah because next thing you know i'm gonna go over there um and i'm gonna be part of that those individuals that disappear or my families that, I, that my, say i take my wife there my wife disappears now i'm lifeless you know Yep. Or or I'm gone. Who knows where? Um, and it's just it's. Uh, there there's no like you said, pushing. You're poking the bear. Yeah. I I'm I'm cool with not poking the bear. So do you do you believe in Bigfoot? That um, I. It's a hard question. I believe that I I believe it could be something out there. Yeah. Um. But I would, but I think it's more, more ape than the myth says. Yeah. Like if there was something out there, I believe it could be like an old ancient species that was lost to time and um, because of extinction and human interaction, um, they could have gone into these dense, densely wooded areas. Um, um, and are trying to they, they can they're trying to avoid people um i don't believe there's just i feel like it would have to be like a species it could be the like there's a few left but i don't feel like the bigfoot of these like bigfoot enthusiasts i define it a different way yeah i i agree i think i think there might be something out there i think that it's been maybe skewed by the people who have seen it i mean you've got the the famous video back in the 70s of the blurry sasquatch walking across you know that that's been one that people fall back on all the time but i think like you said there's something out there it's maybe not exactly what the the multitude of people haven't described it as more of an ape figure but i mean it's very possible there's there's a bunch of species hell in the last 10 years that we've found that we thought were extinct yeah yeah, that's that's true. Um, I've seen articles of animals that they haven't seen them since like the 1700s, mm-hmm. and then it just pops out on a vid in a video, just nonchalantly. Just, yeah, okay, I'm still here. Am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, then there's no more sightings. So, but I, I, it could be it could be a species of an ancient ape that was left behind or anything like that, but. I don't think it would be. I'm sure it's intelligent. Ooh, freaking news! I got my Legos. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's something we should. I, I don't see it as. I'm not afraid of the Bigfoot. Of Bigfoot. No. I like. I don't think I would encounter it in my day-to-day life if I say I went camping or anything like that. I I don't think it would counter 
I would have an encounter with them. Now, if I'm looking for them and I'm deep in the, you know, in, in, in deeply wooded forests uh, or caves or anything like that, I could. But I think they also are quite smart and would avoid people. Because they, uh, they would have to get pushed. They, they, they were pushed there. Animals are, are, are smarter than we think. Um, and I feel like they would avoid, they would have learned to avoid humans as at all costs as much as they can. But you have you said a bunch of, huh? Oh, go ahead. Oh, stop. Go ahead. I would say like, it shows that a, a bunch of places have the same the same uh, myths, mm -hmm. legends, same creatures. So, I'd say it's 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 very as I, it's 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 rare. I say that these things aren't real. I understand some of them might might not be like the the one that I explained the uh, the the hairy hand. Mm -hmm. That's just to scare your kids. <laughs> but there's there's got to be a base for some of these that are that are shared by so many cultures. Mm -hmm. Um. I feel like those that have that are shared by so many cultures are cannot cannot be fake. They yeah. got some base. Absolutely. Yeah. You got anything else you want to touch on today? Um. Nope. Uh, how's your drink going so far? I'm on my second, so I mean, we still we still got to get a third in here. <laughs> B. I've been drinking. Are you I on your third? Lessons. I am. I'm oh, on my Jesus, third one. I'm far behind. I, I, start, I got a couple and put in my hair while we were waiting. Uh, and yeah, I'm on my third one. Okay, well, I, I was drunk yesterday. I know you were. Um, well, how about we look up some some more stuff from... So I talked about Appalachians. We can hit on... So, of course, I think most people have heard of Mothman. I think that's one that's that's been publicized enough times yeah um, i know even like buzzfeed did a, a video on yeah them. but uh some of the other things that come from the appalachians is like the wampus cat uh is also known as the cherokee death cat um wampus cat yeah it's uh, so the legend goes that a cherokee woman was cursed by tribal elders uh because she witnessed a sacred pre-hunt ceremony uh, she had hidden herself under a pelt of a large cat, and when they s found her, they uh -huh. cursed her, and she got turned into a half-woman, half-beast. Mm. Um, so she's forever left to wander alone through the mountains. Um, she acts out in anger because she was cut off from her former life, and she's known for standing on her hind legs and using her supernatural powers to drive her victims to insanity. Um Despite being a story about the Cherokee people, though, it didn't actually originate from from them. It came from a newspaper in North Carolina. Um, so along with that, in 1964, a hairy ape man was reported to be roaming around the U.S. 70. The newspaper named the mysterious creature the Wampus Cat, and the name stuck. So the name likely derives from the word catawampus, or cattywampus, which I use cattywampus quite a lot. Um, a mountain folklore saying that describes a boogeyman or something that's gone badly. So you have this giant cat, and, and the picture of the... So there's a statue here, 
uh, on this article, and it's got six legs. And otherwise, it looks like a normal mountain cat. Um, yeah, I can see it here. But uh, interesting. That's one that exists out there as well. Uh, of course, we we touched on Bigfoot being out there. Mothman's probably the most prevalent one out there in West Virginia. Um, I know there was a couple other ones we we talked about, and we the wife and I actually watched some stuff the other night. So you've got the moon-eyed people. Um, they're hiding somewhere within that Appalachian range. Mm-hmm. But it's also a Cherokee legend. They're uh, pale-skinned humanoids. Uh, they're typically associated with a town in North Carolina. Uh, they're short, there. stout, and white-skinned with bearded faces and large blue eyes. So there's white people. <laughs> they're just there's mountain men. It's, it's uh, just a white guy with beard. <laughs> He's got blue eyes. It's a myth. Uh, but legend says that local Native American tribes waited for the full moon to drive the moon-eyed people from their underground caves. The bright light made them weak, forcing them to flee to other parts of Appalachia for good. Uh, unlike other Appalachian monsters, the moon-eyed people were considered to be distinctly separate race of people rather than supernatural beings. Um, that's a scared of white folk out of there. <laughs> they most likely were just... <laughs> that's, what it's, uh, yeah, that's what it sounds they, like, They dude. drove the white man out. Uh, <laughs> hey, kudos to them, bro. Kudos to them. But it sounds like it's just white people. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, it I says mean, here that they're most likely just European settlers. but uh, <laughs> yeah, little... Poor little family just trying to settle <laughs> in, have a nice night. They got in a cave. So, you know, yeah, they had nowhere else to go. And then, you, I mean, look, look, if, I, if, I, if I was a nice little white family and I saw a whole bunch of people just running at me, <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd run. I'd, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm, I'd definitely go up into different parts of the Appalachian Mountain. I'm like... <laughs> I am behind me. There's people that are definitely going to kill me. In front of me, there's paranormal things that might kill me. What am I doing? Am I either I'm either 100% dying or might die? Might, yeah. So I'm, I'm going with choosing the might. might. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Poor, poor little, yeah, poor little European family. Uh, the Bell Witch. So I know you talked about La Llorona. La La Llorona. Llorona. Sorry. Um. There's... I was in Hispanic. I was, I was, but I can't. I don't speak Spanish. I can't roll my R's. I'm a quarter Mexican, and I can't roll my R's. Okay. Well, that, okay. Fight then why did you? Like, why do you say Lorona? It's yeah. not an R. At the well, beginning. you know, I'm slightly stupid. Anyway, um, um... Sli- <laughs> some people say I'm average intelligence. <laughs> some might even say I'm slightly below. <laughs> um, they have the story of the Bell Witch, which is in Tennessee. Um, it, so this centers around a particular family. Uh, the Bell Witch, who is thought to be a woman named Kate Bats or Bates. Uh, it's Bats. It's two T's. B A T T S. Uh, she apparently cheated in a land purchase, and uh, or she was oh. cheated out of a land purchase by the the Bell family. Uh, the hauntings began sometime between 1817 and 1821 where she would disguise herself as a dog or a bird and focus her attacks on the daughter of John Bell. Uh, her name was Betsy. And she'd pull Betsy. the sheets off of her bed, uh, physically harm her with kicks, punches, and scratches. 
basically just terrorizing this little girl. And uh, the father grew so concerned with these violent escalations that he, he shared the story with an, uh, a family friend, Johnston. Yeah. And uh, that's how the word started to spread. And the story eventually became famous enough that the general Andrew Jackson heard the, heard it. And according to legend, Jackson and his party set up their tents outside of the Bell home. Uh, one man claimed he had knowledge of how to deal with witches, boasted that his silver bullets were keeping the witch at bay. And then to punish him, the witch set his, her sights on him, giving him the beating that uh, had Jackson's men begging to leave. Uh, <laughs> after John Bell's death in 1820, the Bell witch continued to haunt his family. Uh, she even forced Betsy to break off her engagement with uh, a Joshua Gardner before eventually disappearing for good. Um, some stories still claim that she promised to return to haunt John Bell's direct descendants in 1935, but there were no reports by uh, Nashville's physician, Dr. Charles Bailey Bell, of ever being haunted. Oh, so that one sounds like just a, a disagreement between two parties and the woman was called a witch because she was probably nasty and terrible. And to be honest, back in the day, any woman that learned how to read was called a witch. I know how to do math. Witch. You have your own individual thought? Witch. Fucking burn her. It's a witch. Oh, you know math? <laughs> Disgusting. Witch. You're standing up for me? You're, you're standing up to me because I am a, a disrespectful, violent, uh, okay, disgusting husband? Witch. You witch. So, yeah, she literally it sounds like, yeah, it could have been just a disagreement. And then they were just like, she's a fucking witch. She's a witch. Yeah. She's a witch, Andrew Jackson, or whoever it was that you mentioned. <laughs> President George Floyd. I don't know. <laughs> I can uh, stuff up. But, uh, dude, um, I think the next one, I don't know if we have been to talk about this. I think the next one that we do next podcast mm -hmm. episode <laughs> excuse me that carbonation went up my nose mm. um we could look into aliens i feel like oh i think so aliens would be a great um episode to, uh, some to, to do um everyone loves aliens i don't know if you believe it i don't know if you believe in it or not but we can talk about it in the next episode um but i think we we did we talked about some nice paranormal stories some myths some legends some not so mythy legends about <laughs> white people being thrown out of caves, um, the poor little European family, mm -hmm. and then a lady being called a witch, even though it's just she was screwed out of land. Yeah. Um, but like aliens would be an interesting thing to talk to because it's rare that people it's like you. You either believe in them uh, like full heartedly or you don't. Yes. Um. It's very rare that there's people in the middle that are like, eh. But I am one of those eh people. And we can we can we can we can come up with obviously come up with some stories, share with the people that are here with us, uh, and and figure something out. I agree. Well, well, um, I'm, my drink's gone. Yeah, my third drink. Mine's gone as well. I, I chugged that last one. That's We've gonna, hit that that's gonna hit me. In, it's gonna hit me in a minute. But uh, you're gonna stand up and drink. <laughs> I'm Imperial Trooper along with Little Beans and Rice. And this has been the Three Drinks Minimum Podcast. Have a great day. 
stay hydrated, and remember, if it comes to mind at the wee hours of the morning, we'll probably talk about it, and we'll see you guys next time. Take care.